Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, every single person has the power and the ability to create their own country and establish what matters to you. What are your non-negotiables? And live your life in a way so that every single person in that family has the ability to shine. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, lady, today we have a very special guest in Cultivating Her Space. Tommy Vincent is a chef, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, multimedia personality, and writer best known as the matriarch of Vincent Country. And she's the wife of Troy Vincent, executive vice president of NFL football operations and former all-pro NFL cornerback. To kick off 2021, Tommy launched Stay A While, a podcast satisfying the hunger for connection and a judgment-free conversation. In every episode, Tommy Vincent breaks bread with bold, passionate, everyday women who have faced the impossible and are still standing to tell their testimony. The podcast is available on all streaming platforms, and you can watch Tommy continue the conversations from the Stay A While podcast on her weekly IG Lives. There is so much more amazingness, I want to say, to this woman. So we're just going to jump right into the conversation and let you hear from her yourself, okay? So welcome to Cultivating Her Space, Tommy. Thank you so much, and thank you so much, Terry, for the amazing introduction. I appreciate that. You are so welcome. Yes. 
Terry gives the most amazing introductions. So we are going to dive into our quote of the day. And Tommy, these words will sound very familiar to you because these are yours. The quote of the day is, take into consideration how people receive your message. So I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Take into consideration how people receive your message. Tommy, when I came across that quote, like it immediately hit me like, oh, yeah, that is something that's really important for us to do. And so I'm curious what sparked that particular quote for you. Communication should be about effectiveness and not just your ability just to say something because you have words you desire to get out. Ultimately, a good communicator is looking to make sure not only do you hear the words coming out of my mouth, but you get the understanding so that we're moving forward in the right direction. So it's not just enough just to be talking, running your mouth. Ultimately, you want people to get an understanding of what you're saying. So why does it matter that you consider what you're saying and how you're saying it? Because you want people to get that understanding so it sticks and in whatever words you use, they now have been transformed into action. So powerful. So, so powerful. Thank you for sharing that for sure. I feel like sometimes there's, you know, there are times in life you ever meet someone where they try to use big words just to impress someone else. And it's like, well, what is the, what is the purpose? What is the goal and the intention of stating this? Like, do you want people to understand or do you want it to go over their head? Or when you're really upset and you're like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to air it out and I'm going to feel better after. And it's like, wait, but did they get, I see you shaking your head like, uh, -uh. <laughs> so I appreciate, I appreciate you sharing that. I think all of us can probably use that in our lives. So lady. You're welcome. I know Tommy's going to bless you more with her gems, but you're welcome already. So Tommy, can you talk to us a bit about your origin story and what it is at Vincent Country? Yes. So Vincent Country is our family lifestyle brand. It is a family lifestyle brand and it was established throughout our entire life together. I have been married now for 27 plus years and <laughs> In the process of our journey, not even in its, it was really unbeknownst to us, but we were really creating and cultivating a lifestyle for family and the ability to find success where you are. And when I reached this juncture in my life where I recognized there's been a lot of cultivating going on for everyone in my family, my husband and my children. However, there was a complete lack of cultivation for myself because I was so busy pouring in and everyone had got so used to status quo of this is what life looks like in the Vincent family that there was a gaping hole in me. And so I worked diligently to really deal with bringing myself to a place of a healthy mental, mental state of mind. And in that process, Vincent Country, the lifestyle brand was born because when I look back over the course of our time together in our life, I said, girl, you did that. And it wasn't even because I was looking for this moment in time to have that rec self-recognition. Like I wasn't looking for nobody else to 
clap me up and cheer me on. But because I got so lost in the process, I didn't even understand the value of what I was investing in my family. And so Vincent Country, to really just hone in on that, it's a space where we're saying, you know what? We've developed this country and our pillars are faith, family, and food. Every single person has the power and the ability to create their own country and establish what matters to you. What are your non-negotiables? And live your life in a way so that every single person in that family has the ability to shine. Yes. I love that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And, you know, as I was listening to you, I think about how many other women out there I know who encounter the same experience, right? That they spend so much time pouring into everyone else around them that they forget about pouring into themselves, right? And so, you know, even within that, I think about this, what kind of also forms this notion that we have to pour into everyone else and not necessarily ourselves is this idea of a woman having it all, right? And, and I, see, I see your face, Tommy, when I said that, that, that a woman has it all. So when you hear that and you think about in the space that you were back then and the journey to where you are now, how would you define a woman having it all? I reject that. I don't want to have it all. I am not your everything. I'm not your superwoman. And the cape bend came off because what you need is far beyond anything that I have to offer. And the ability to be able to operate from a place where I'm not operating or as a woman, you're not operating from depletion. You have to be able to recognize your limitations and limitations are not a, that's not a negative. Understanding that you have a capacity and once you reach that capacity, it's over. So we're not looking to work towards reaching or maximizing our capacity in the day because that means you've emptied your cup and there's nothing left for you. And so recognizing that is so critical, but all day long, I am rejecting the superwoman. We'd love to hear and love to see it because we, we definitely talked about that before, Tommy. That's so powerful. One thing I want to go back to is you, you talked about pouring into your family so much. And what I envisioned when you shared that, correct me if I'm wrong, was you just, I mean, showing up in all kinds of ways, right? But taking care of the household, people really underestimate being the CEO of the home, but I envision you being the CEO of the home, cooking meals, making sure the children are okay, you know, making sure your husband is good and he has what he needs to pursue his goals and dreams, all that good stuff, right? At what point did you realize there was this gaping hole? And can you talk to us about what had to shift for you, like in order for you to move in a different direction, if that makes sense? So was there like a pivotal moment where you were like, hold up? <laughs> yeah, there was a, a dire moment in my life where I use this analogy to describe it. You know, if we're all sitting in a room and the lights are on a dimmer and gradually all day long, the, the light is dimming and it's the, you know, it's getting less and less light in the room. You don't recognize it because the increments are so small and your eyes will just begin to adjust. Mm 
Well, for me, that's what was happening in my life. And I didn't even recognize it because it was just subtle. Over time, the lights were getting dimmer and dimmer. And one day the light was off. And I didn't even know what the heck what the heck happened, how I got there. I just knew that all of a sudden I wasn't getting out of the bed. And I was dropping my twins off at school, coming home, getting in the bed, pulling the covers over my head, laying in the bed until it was time to go pick them up, going to pick them up. They would get in. They were young enough where, you know, I could say, oh, let's make a pallet and y'all watch movies and eat cereal. And I climbed back in the bed, pulled the covers over my head. And my husband was working in New York. So it was very easy for me to wear the mask when he came home on the weekend because he was tired too. So I muster up enough strength just to, you know, make it like, oh, I made a meal. Oh, you tired? Let's get back in the bed. And so there was this cycle that was going on. And for the life of me, it was one of the most challenging times of my life because I knew how to fix everyone else. I was walking with many women and they were looking to me for guidance and as a confidant and a friend. And in this moment, I had nothing for me. I did not know what to do. And, but I knew that something serious was going on and I was praying. So, you know, for anyone thinking like prayer is enough and your relationship with the Lord is enough, I believe in therapy and I believe in Jesus. So Jesus and therapy got it done for me. And I am so grateful that I had that experience and I was able to get the strategies required for me to come out on the other side, recognizing that girlfriends are great, but a girlfriend ain't going to be able to give you what you need when you're in trouble. When When you have depleted your mental capacity and you have become unhealthy in your mind, you need professional help. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. You know, as the mental health professional, I am definitely, I definitely approve this message. (laughs) 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 Therapy and Jesus is, I, I love it. It's important. Both are important. And so when you, Tommy, when you talk about your cup being depleted, and then you sought help. What are the things that you do now to fill your cup? Like, what does that look like? How do you know now, like, okay, my cup is full? For me, it is about being extremely intentional about scheduling. And that may sound very, what's the word I'm looking for? Like rigid. In you know, approaching your day and having a schedule, but no different than you schedule a meeting on your calendar. I believe it's important to have the same type of routine for your life. And when you're putting things on your calendar, you'll look at your calendar and you'll say, okay, at 12 o'clock, I have this meeting. So if something else comes along, you're like, oh, I can't do it because I'm obligated. My time is already allocated. So for myself, I start my morning out in prayer. And then from prayer, I go to doing some type of physical activity. From there, I go to turning on my gospel music and feeling not only the atmosphere with that for myself, but also for my children and my husband, because I'm looking to cultivate an atmosphere that is conducive for everybody to thrive, 
But where I am now in my life, I've recognized that before I look to them having the ability to thrive, it's important for me to be thriving. And beyond the state of just surviving and just making it, that's just not fair for anyone and it's completely unacceptable for me. And at this point in your journey, Tommy, what would you say your passion is? And do you have a moment you can think about where you were like, you know what, this is the most surprising thing I found about this particular passion that I have that might be helpful for other folks? From a passion perspective, you know, one thing I recognize about passion is that passion, you can place passion on a shelf because your passion can may not hold priority in your life because it's something that, hey, this is just something that makes me feel good. And so when I found that I was able to couple my passion with my purpose, now for me, it's just not an option not to do it. And I'll go back to my healing journey. And when I recognized that there was a space in my life where the table in the kitchen and being around my grandmother clinking and clanking the pots and making food, that there was something special in that time. There was something that was extremely nourishing and healing that for myself, when I was in that place where the lights were starting to come back on, I knew that that was a place that I always gravitated towards. One, because everybody in my family could throw down. So it wasn't to me a gift. It was just, this just what we do around here. We put it down in the kitchen. And then knowing just the power that was present there. And so for me, where I sit today and how I've been able to take that passion and purpose and actually parlay it into just the things I've been able to accomplish to date, the circles I've been able to cultivate with women from all over the country, with the POC, the Stay A While podcast, all of that stuff, it goes back to my grandmother's kitchen. So I would have never known that that's where my passion and purpose would intersect and it would be able to transform not only me, but transform the lives of just countless number of people all over the country. That is so powerful. And y'all have to go check out Tommy's Instagram because the meals, I mean, they can throw down in my family too, but the way these pictures are looking, I'm like, I'm gonna need, we're gonna have to figure out how to get some of that. Right. Some of, yeah, we're gonna have to figure this out. I, I'm ready for it. I am ready for one of Tommy's meals. Okay. Tell us what to do, yes. Tommy. Tell us what to do. And so, speaking of your delicious meals, Tommy, what is the, if you had to think of, and I know sometimes this is a hard question to answer, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. If you had to think of or name the, meal that means the most to you. Which meal is that and why? So I'm going to go to a section of the day and that is brunch. Brunch, and I know that's not a specific dish, (laughs) but the reason why brunch means so much to me because it's easy like Sunday morning. There is, when you are doing brunch, you're not, it's not a schedule. You may have slept in, And it's just in between time and you're not rushing and you're really looking forward to the food that's going to be on the table and also the company that you're going to be with in the moment of that brunch. And so brunch is a special meal for me. And as far as cooking is concerned, for me, it's all about it feels like comfort and it tastes like home. 
So short of that, if love ain't in it and it's not, it doesn't have those two components, then I really don't want it. And I'm really not going to serve it up to anyone at my table. Now, Tommy, what advice do you have for the women that are listening? And they're like, this conversation sounds amazing. I'm rocking with Tommy. This is all great, but I don't know how to cook, girl. Like, What, it, what, what resources do you have for, for those women that might be struggling in the, the kitchen? The kitchen is not their ministry, Tommy. And that's okay. And I think that we just need to understand that this is what we talked about limitations. Now, if you can't cook, that's one thing. You know, that's okay if you are unable to cook, but that doesn't mean that you can't create an atmosphere. That don't mean you can't set a table and light some candles and get your takeout food and put it on some nice dishes and create a space where you're saying, you know what, we're about to sit at this table and stay a while. We're about to have some conversation that's about to transform some lives. That one doesn't have anything to do with the other. It's about the intention behind what you're doing and the love that you're pouring into what you're doing. But I believe it is essential for everybody to have at least two recipes that they can execute in their repertoire because cooking is a gift that keeps on giving and cooking is essential to life. You need to be able to cook for yourself. I mean, we have ways that we're able to access food. And now, of course, you got apps and delivery services that are bring anything to your door. But what if you need to make yourself something to eat? What if you are the only resource to provide the meal? You got to have one. Look, boil some hot dogs and put them on a platter and chop up some onions and put in some dishes, some ketchup and mustard and just make it look pretty because you eat with your eyes first. Your eyes and your nose are the best, the senses that are saying, yes, this is inviting. I want to sit at this table and I want to stay a while. I love that. Yes. I, I want to come and stay a while if you bake some hot dogs and I don't even eat hot dogs. You just made it sound like amazing. And I think that that's I, I, I really resonate with that. Right. That it's about the experience and it's about being with yourself. You know, s- spending time and cooking is a way to take care of yourself and and those around you. And I think that that's so beautiful. So, Tommy, if we were to ask your husband and your children their favorite meal that you cook, what would what would they say? My husband would say shrimp and grits. And I don't he's so simple as far as food is concerned. He really would eat anything that I I make. And that's one thing that he and I we kind of Sometimes we have to have some conversation because I'm like, Troy, you have to mature your palate and, you know, come up from some of the things that we used to eat when we was living around the way. Like, you know, let's let's (laughs) let's make some adjustments there. But anyhow, my children, there's one dish that they love. It's called Chuck Wagon. And I don't know if it's because something when they were younger, I prepared it. It's really simple. It's not a lot to it, but it's like ground meat with black beans and peppers and onions and barbecue sauce and cheese. And then you pour over top top of it cornbread and you bake it in the cast iron skillet and it's called chuck wagon. And that is their favorite. They love it. Oh my gosh, that meal sounds so good. Give me some chuck wagon. (laughs) Now listen, that's something anybody can make. 
Yeah. Cast iron yes. skillet. You just totally threw me off. Now, I don't know. I, I my, Now my mind is just blank. I'm thinking about, I think I'm hungry too. Tell me for this. <laughs> me too. Really help, me too. No, that's really good. <laughs> me oh, too. Wow. <laughs> what is your personal favorite meal? Like, do you have your own favorite that's like your go to if you're, you got family coming over or you're just like, you know, I'm kind of hungry right now. What is your go-to meal? This is going to probably just sound off. But for me, I have a, a pleasure and it is a bowl of cereal and a great TV show. And I think why that has left such a great impression on me is because I remember when I was younger, when my dad would shower up and, you know, come from a, a, you know, a long, hard day of work, that's what he used to do. And so as I, you know, continued to grow into adulthood and life, you know, started happening, I found myself using that as a personal retreat. Once everybody went down after we hit, you know, this was after we had dinner together, I would still get a bowl of cereal, sit down and put on a show that I wanted to watch and I would just really enjoy the moment. So that's not even something that I needed to cook. But for me, because food is about the healing properties and the experience that one has, that's an experience for me. And it is an area that I'm able to retreat and to pour into myself. Now, you know, we got to know what kind of cereal. <laughs> so I like, no. It is mini frosted shredded wheat. Ah, okay. <laughs> Those are good. I love it. I love it. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I can totally envision that. And so, Tommy, what question, because I know you are interviewed a lot, right? What question do you wish people would ask you more often? That's tough. I've never thought of that's not anything that I've ever even considered. When I'm talking to people, I don't like to feel like a transaction. You know, people are not transactions. So when I'm talking to people, as long as the questions are looking to really understand me and get to know me. Yeah. And I like when people ask me questions beyond what they read on paper, because then I know. That not only did you get to, you know, explore that area, but you see me as a person and you desire to get to know me in a greater way. And I think that that speaks to the need that we have in society right now about realness and to come to this place where we are going beyond social media. We are going beyond these fake, fictitious lives that we're seeing where everybody's just you know, living their best life and, and so on and so forth. And so conversations like this one right here are the conversations I love because I believe that people that are searching and looking for hope and looking for ways that they can tap into their best selves, they know real and they're looking for genuine experiences. And so I'm grateful for this conversation. And I'm grateful for the questions that you all have been asking me. Oh, well, I'm so happy to hear that, Tommy, because we, we're going to get it even more genuine and even more real with this next segment. So get ready. 
<laughs> so Tommy, because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be bougie, classy, and ratchet, and you can still be elegant. And although you may not do this, Tommy, we know that some of our listeners might dance to strip club music, right? And they still might want to have, I don't know, a tea party with the girls, right? Like they might, they just want to mix it up, right? So we want to invite you to the OU Blatchet segment. So do you take on the challenge? Absolutely. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> so now that you've agreed to the, um, this challenge, we have, we want to give you a little bit more insight on what you've agreed to. So <laughs> we are going to ask you three questions. We're going to share three sentence completions. And we have three photos that are pulled up on my big screen over here. And we're going to show them to you. And yeah, we want you to provide more context about the one photo that you're going to choose. So let's dive into the first question here. You talked about being married for 27 years. I know people probably ask you this a lot, but what's something about marriage that you think that most people just aren't either prepared for or just aren't aware of based on your experience? Because 27 years, that, that's a lifetime. But, I mean, it feels like for me at least, that's a long time. So something that I don't, people may not consider is that sometimes you like each other and sometimes you don't. And so you need to make up your mind early on that you are in this thing for the long haul because your emotions and your feelings will tell you otherwise on more than one occasion. And so I know that love is wonderful, but we are human beings. And so you will go in and out, in and out, in and out. But every day I look at my husband and he looks at me. We made a commitment a long time ago. Divorce is not an option. And so you got to fix your mind on that thing because marriage is not for the faint at heart. That was a beautiful piece of advice. Love that. Yes, I love that too. All right. So marriage truly is not for the faint of heart. Now, when it comes to dancing. I'm so nervous. (laughs) Don't be. It's okay. Don't be. When it comes to dancing. Are you going to twerk or two-step? So I'm a chair dancer. I could throw down in a chair. Me too. But Lord, when I get up and have to move my hands with my feet, I'll be like, what is happening? Like, I never got that gift. So I'm definitely going to be two-stepping. That's what you're going to see. But in my head, I I feel like I'm twerking. I love that. I love that. I'm right there with (laughs) you. Love it. And the way you moved, the way you moved when Dom asked that question, I saw a little shimmy coming on. So I was like, I'm in a chair, girl. Go I'm ahead, girl. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> <laughs> now, the next question for you, Tommy, is what is the sexiest item you own? Hmm. So I have this, it's like a satin, long, flowy gown. And it's loungewear. And I like Regal. You know, I like, it reminds me of actually my Nana Claudia. She she kept beautiful loungewear. And so she would do her makeup, she would do her hair, and then she would have on these Regal outfits. And she was just glamorous. And so to me, that translates as sexy because you just feel, you're feeling yourself. You know what I'm saying? And so 
yeah, it's it's really colorful and it's really beautiful. And I got it from Publix for ten dollars. Okay. Yes, okay, Publix. On. I love that. Ain't nothing like the grocery okay, store. Okay, some good loungewear. Yes. yes. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> so our first sentence completion. The most embarrassing thing I've ever done to get my husband's attention is. He's so nosy. I don't have to do anything to get his attention. He always, I'll be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> he just nosy. I don't have to do anything. She's like, he on it already. Okay. <laughs> what about, let's see. Okay. We're going to go to the next sentence completion here. And it is, what I love most about myself is. My authenticity. Love it. Okay, and then the final sentence completion. One thing I wish everyone knew about me is that I am more sensitive than they realize. And can I elaborate on that, on my answer? Absolutely, please do. So Years ago, a girlfriend, she shared this with me. I have a posture that I live my life. I just, and and I believe it's because I had to survive for so long that I don't complain about anything, no matter how challenging it is, no matter how difficult and how weighty, weighty it may feel. And so people just automatically assume I'm okay because the exterior would never say otherwise. And so I just wish that people would just take that into account that yes, I know how to get things done, but I'm not exempt from filling the load and also having to navigate through internal emotions and feelings that I'm having as a result of what I am enduring. Thank you so much for elaborating on that, Tommy. That reminds me of the quote that I'm sure many of us have seen on social media. Uh, don't forget to check on your, your strong friends. Mm-hmm. And so I do have a follow-up question. I know we said that was the last one, but I have one more question. So if your friends are listening or family members, what's the best way for someone to check in with you? Because you are that person that's probably not going to say anything. You're just going to, you know, just continue to push through and survive like you've been like you've been doing in your life. What's one way that they can check up on you to pretty much ensure a response or get some type of feedback from you? They could just send me a text and and just check in. For me, that goes, you know, just knowing that you're on somebody's mind is powerful. Like that Mm -hmm. is powerful that people are thinking of you in a moment of time in their day because time is our greatest commodity. And when someone is using their time on you, for me, that is love. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, we have three pictures pulled up from your Instagram. I'm going to build some suspense. (laughs) And we want you to choose a number from one to three. And when you choose that number, we're going to show you the picture and give us more context about the photo. Three. Three. Ah, we already have three pulled up too. All right. Here we go. So... This is myself and my daughter, Desiree, and Desiree and I are at Ohio State University. We are attending the game because my son, Teron, 
place for the Buckeyes. And if you can see the picture, in the picture I have a six on my jersey and on the back it says Vincent because he's number six. And of course, he is a Vincent. And that was our family went up for the game. And it's always a wonderful time when we can all come together because we're spread out Michigan, Atlanta, Virginia, and New York in Ohio. So coming together, it's really special. So that's me and my oldest daughter, Desiree. Beautiful. Yay. Thank you so much for sharing. Yes. I have loved this conversation, Tommy. And I know that our listeners out there are going, are going to want to know how can they connect with you? So Tommy, tell them where can they find you? So I am able to be found in a few places. One is on Instagram and that my Instagram handle is at chef Tommy V and that's Tommy with an I. Also, I have my stay a while podcast platform where there's conversations that can be heard. And this season, actually, we have Dr. Dom on there. So that's an amazing And man, powerful conversation that you must listen to. And so that's everywhere you listen to podcasts. And then our Family Lifestyle Brands website is vincentcountry.com. Thank you so much, Tommy. This was so special. We appreciate you. And you have inspired me to figure out how to create my own country for my family. So thank you so much. We appreciate you. And ladies, we hope you enjoy this conversation. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website, cultivatingherspace.com, and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Greatness is my birthright, so I no longer ask for permission.